name is Shandy Chernow, and you're listening to the Shandyland Podcast. I am absolutely honored today to have Lisa Cohen, who is the founder and CEO of the Kaya Rain Foundation. Lisa, thank you so much for being here. I am thrilled to have you. I love the work that you're doing, and I can't wait to hear a little bit more. Thank you so much, Shandy. I'm delighted to have this time with you as well. Yeah. I mean, you are doing amazing work. We're collaborating together in the restaurant industry with food allergy information and education and information to try and, you know, keep people as safe as possible. Now, the inspiration for the Kaya Rain Foundation, KRF for short, uh, is your daughter, Kaya. Tell me about her and uh, her light and her story. Thank you. I'm always... um delighted and uh, um, honored, actually, to always say her name, which uh, some people don't really know when you go through uh, a traumatic loss. Um, but I'm so happy to always say Kaya Rain and to talk about her light and the guide that she is uh, for me being left behind. So my 21-year-old um, daughter um, died in my arms of an anaphylactic um fatal anaphylaxis. Um, we were actually on a vacation um, in Mexico. And after, um, as a mom being so diligent about, um, you know, medications and what to carry and what to eat and what to do, um, uh, I guess we didn't really have what we needed at, at the time that we needed it. Um, she dipped her finger into a small taste of peanut sauce and less than 10 minutes later, she was dead in my arms. Oh my God. That's just, I mean, it is literally what we all fear. Um, I'm so sorry that, that you and she have had to go through that. It's, it's terrifying. Indeed. Um, I, I couldn't move for a very long time. And I, at some point, um, I think uh, through her, her, her specialness, um, I just decided that in order to not, um, you know, transmit my pain, I had to transform it. And um, Kaya Rain Foundation was born. Um, it actually happened really quickly. Uh, after um, after her death, within months, I um, uh, founded the Kaya Rain Foundation, a nonprofit organization dedicated to food allergy awareness, education, and um, epinephrine accessibility to save lives. And I have had so much um, guidance um, to you and many others um, through this tragedy. I've been able to really propel our mission um, and expand our goals. And again, just always say her name and build a legacy in her honor. And I'm, I'm proud to do it. I'm, I'm torn and I'm sad and I'm, um, you know, I get emotional, but it is the work that really needs to be done. And, um, and it is getting done. And I'm really, really proud of the work that, that we're doing. So I want to hear all about the services that the foundation offers uh, and the information that that you guys make available to people. And I want to talk about the epinephrine on the wall, because that's a 
a pet peeve of mine that it's not there. But I want to hear more about her as a person. What did she love? What did she do? Oh, she was so alive. Wow, you really just get to the okay, I'll try and try to get through this. Um the question she, would have been longer, but tears already right. started. So <laughs> well, she was and continues. Everybody's used to me crying though. So my best teacher. Um she was very uh she was very real, very honest, very direct. She loved music. She was a DJ. She was an incredible writer and editor. Um, she was a dancer. Um, she was a great friend. I think one of the things I'm I'm so thankful for in her in her short amount of time here, um, which was 21 years, which I would uh, I always want to think that it would you know could could have should have been me um that she left a network an incredible group of of friends and teachers and family extended family that have helped me do this work and move through my pain i have all of her friends are my children um they're on in the videos on our on our website in the in the um infomercial they have influenced um me as they obviously have influenced her and her influence on them um in a week it'll be four years it feels like it feels like maybe not four days, but it doesn't even feel like four weeks. Um, and their uh, connection um, to her and me and my family and this work are ever present. And she was that kind of person, you know, when everyone turned 21, including her, you know, she was the one holding everybody's head while they were taking their, you know, 21 shots or whatever they were doing. And it was to be there what I said don't do that oh, <laughs> the no, 21 no. shots I did she it too didn't but... do that. Um, <laughs> she was the youngest of the of the group and she was like why would I go out drinking that's just silly but um she was beyond her years and in fact on the website there is a poem that she wrote of herself um and people can really get a sense of her um and lots of pictures of her um on on the website and um, she continues to shine so brightly and, um, I am very honored to be her mom and very sad that, that, that job to two of my children ended with, with one of them, you know, uh, passing over into a different realm. You, uh, on the website, tell the story of how her name came to be her name. I don't know that I know anyone who has ever spent so much love naming their child as you did with her. Can you share what her name means and where that came from? Um, sure. Well, uh, Kaya, um, 
is sort of an adaptation of a Hebrew name, Chai, which is to life. And she was born on the spring solstice. She was born on St. Patrick's Day um, on March 17th. And um, so her color is green and she always had green things and she always had a party on her birthday. <laughs> yes. And um, I thought that uh, Kaya was a little anglified rather than Chaya or <laughs> something like that. Um, I thought that Cohen was enough, even though we don't really use um, her. <laughs> um, rain uh, was something that I felt really strongly about. Um, I um, am a practi practicing yogini for more than 30 years. And um, in India, I always, when I was there, I always loved the name Rane. And Rane means uh, queen. So in fact, when Kaya's ashes were spread um, in the Himalayas, they said that we didn't need to rename rename the mountain because her name, Kaya Rain, was like a Hindi name. So she is this, you know, life queen so um Ray, uh, Rane um was also a little bit uh anglified I love the name Rane and her Hebrew name is Keshet which means rainbow so it just kind of made sense that it would be it would be rain and uh we spelled it in kind of a unique way and so she was just as her name is a unique and special spark she is Kaya Rain. Thank you. Ah, both of us are a disaster here in the, in the best possible way. But I just want to make sure that, you know, we get her story, her name, her, <clears throat> her person out so that other people can know her too. Thank you. That's all. Um, now, let's, let's stop crying for a minute and, and tell me about the services and the goals of the foundation. What do you provide? Who's your audience? What are you trying to accomplish? Um, basically, our audience is absolutely everyone. <laughs> uh, there are there are thirty two million Americans um, with food allergies. That is um, one in thirteen kids. That's more than two in every classroom. Um, and so the, the platform is food allergy awareness and education. Um, we really have found our niche in the education, um, education piece. And I'm so proud of um, the work that we're doing in this area, which is really um, uh, updated, innovative, interactive, online, um, state-of-the-art, revolutionary, um, and uh, that's where we're really focusing. So they're called um, EPIC courses because it's EPI for epinephrine, um, and then course. So we kind of tied it together for Kaya's EPIC course. Um, we have an EPI course for schools, and we have um, a new EPI course for food service. And I just wanted to mention that there, um, there are stock emergency medication plans um, in every state but 13 um, for public entities to actually have access to getting a stock prescription. And so what was important- For epinephrine. Yeah. For epinephrine, for an epinephrine auto injector. 
Um, and to get an EAI, we decided that we really needed to back up and develop a, a new course that was not this very dry textbook, lengthy, um, not even a, an online interactive course um, that was sponsored through the Department of Health. And again, every state almost every state has this availability. And so in 2016 in Arizona, this was passed um, and enveloped in the school program, which is called the School Surveillance Medication Program, the SSMP. And we redeveloped this program through the um, Arizona Department of Public Health and revamped this school program, um, which was only... Uh, the enrollment in the SSMP was about 2%. There's 2,167 public, private, and charter schools in Arizona, and 2% of them made use of this emergency preparedness in this education. Um, and so we revamped this course, also revamped uh, and were able to change some administrative codes that it was available to any two personnel in school that could take this and um, really advance um, food allergy education and for them to get a stock prescription. Um, and so we've done both of those things. We've been really, really, really successful. Um, I think right now we're at almost between 25 and 30% of schools um, have stock prescriptions. We've helped them with the programming, enrollment, certification, and access through the state uh, department pharmacy to get EAIs, as well as COVID, COVID pod closures um, and getting those unused EAIs redistributed. Yeah, so that's drives, the school program. It drives me crazy that there is not an epinephrine auto injector on the wall next to every defibrillator. Exactly. It Thank drives you. Drives me crazy. And like, we're gonna make that happen. Crazy. Where there's a red cross and there's an AED, um, we would like a, a teal cross that that signifies food allergies, and that there will be a dispenser if you like with this emergency medication for those who need it. And uh I to get into some of the myth of just to finish with uh, the other main program and we're super excited to roll this out just this month is our food service course that's an even shorter course that send them actually to a food handlers course it's uh, about 10 minutes um it's in english it's in spanish and every restaurant every public entity in fact can can do this course so um, not only restaurants, uh, which we're very hopeful will enroll and um, avail themselves of this um, of this program and this medication and this knowledge, and also increase you know their bottom line. And you taught me most about this um, <laughs> with your amazing program and Certistar and uh, menu innovation. Um, but that this can also be in camps. Um, in sports facilities, in summer camps, um, really everywhere that this is available. This is available and it is needed. Um, and the, the movement that we've made with food allergies um, has, has come a really long way. Um, 21 years ago when Kaya was just a child, um, 
um, and of safe until a fatal one, um, devoted to um, alternatives. And we've moved in that direction. So the needle has certainly shifted and there's a lot of work to be done and together um, we can, I think, do more. We can ask for more um, in terms of data collection and reporting. And we're doing that as well with the courses. To, it, it's important to do the course um, through the KRF website because we collect the data and data informs policy and policy will be made uh, available to all and changes. True. And so that's important piece. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about why it's important to have publicly available epinephrine, in my opinion, and, and jump in and, you know, fix all the things. One, everybody has to have their first anaphylactic reaction, right? Not everybody, but people who are food allergic. And you don't have one until you do, right? Until you've had an anaphylactic reaction, I don't know that you really carry with you the gravitas of those reactions and therefore the importance of always having an EpiPen with you, or you may not know that you're allergic to something yet, right? The, both of those situations happen when ever, you know, you don't find out you're allergic till you've had a reaction and that can happen anywhere. It doesn't have to be at home. And, you know, you're not going to have epinephrine with you because not everyone has prescribed it. But two, you know, sometimes there are situations where we just don't have it with us. Um, you know, we've forgotten or we just didn't think about it or whatever. Or somebody hasn't been prescribed it yet because they don't think their reaction is bad enough to date or their doctors aren't, you know, aware of what can happen. There's lots and lots of reasons why people don't necessarily have epinephrine with them when they have a reaction. So having that publicly available eliminates that problem and is so important. Absolutely. There actually are no mild food allergies. There are mild food allergy reactions. I like to talk about it like a light switch. If you have, you're allergic or you're not allergic, any given reaction can be bad. Yeah. And most reactions do not happen at home. Most first time reactions happen in food establishments. Um, so I think this, this piece is, um, again, part of our, our mission. It's, it's our guiding mission. And aside from doing the awareness education piece, um, we are very focused on the fulfillment piece and are really excited about some really exciting changes with pharma, um, disrupting big pharma and some exciting things, you know, on the horizon and getting this life-saving medication. It is, it is the number one and the only remedy. You need an epinephrine auto injector. If you don't know if you need it, you probably need it. Use it. It will not kill you. I mean, it, it, it is a fairly safe, and you've done many podcasts on this, uh, it's a very <laughs> More than I can count. Dose, and it is a very <laughs> safe medicine. Yep. So, you know, correct me if I'm and wrong. And don't take Benadryl. Is, um, so again, <laughs> we have a, um, a, a couple of taglines in KRF and one of them is Epi first, Epi fast. Mm -hmm. You have to use Epi <laughs> if you feel that you are having a 
a breathing and airway problem. Um, there are some other things that, you know, you could do with some mild symptoms. And we do talk about in, in the course, um, you know, we, of course, talk about the facts and the stats, which are Daunting, uh, but we talk about you know the act, how to use an EAI, um, uh, the the safety of, of that, and the safety of the usage of that, and you know also the stigma around you know this medicine and this needle, which is, mm -hmm. and so um, yeah, um, if you if you think you need it, you probably need it and and use it. And we we have infographics um, in many languages on how to how to take apart um, this pen, what's in the pen, what to look for with the medicine, what is an you know an outdated or um, expired pen. Even if you have an expired pen, it might still work. And we talk about that. So um, yeah, take a course. Yeah, and so. What I've always heard is don't throw the expired ones away, use them as your backup one. And until that um, that little window of, of openness is discolored. Or if there are particles floating in it, mm -hmm. um, use it. We have- um, I mean, during the, during the shortage of the springy things, they just extended the expiration dates of all the EpiPens. Yeah. I'm what does that tell you about expiration dates of EpiPens? Yeah, there's also five other doses in an EpiPen. So the 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 ep, the epinephrine it's it's a very cheap drug. Um, so it's this device, and we need to get a, a handle on on making this accessible and available. This is life saving medication, and it needs to be available. Um, I wanted to say a quick story about um, an outdated uh, expired pen at a school, um, because this happened through the SSMP and Kaiazepi course that a school did the course and um, there was an anaphylaxis incident um, in the cafeteria and the child didn't have um, an, an EpiPen and the school did. And it was expired and they remembered learning about this and they delivered this pen and um, it saved the child's life. Of yep. course, yep. if you're going to deploy a pen, you need to call 911 and go um, to the hospital. This is a biphasic and sometimes triphasic disease. That's why pens come in a two pack. I know you know this, but this is for your listeners. Yeah, totally. That's uh, yeah, great information. Um, it, it's important. Um, to know with these incredible um, uh, occurrences, like every three minutes, someone goes to the emergency room with a food allergy reaction. So um, we need this, this medication out there and um, we're all working together towards hopefully a vision of no more food allergy fatalities. And this can happen. We have prevention in this way and um, sadly, I didn't have something to save my own daughter, but we can do this together. I carry two with me at all times. Now, um, I had, uh, you know, at 21 given her her meds um, and, you know, we couldn't find this medication anywhere. Um, yeah, and it was, I, I thought it was interesting. You said, I, I learned something new reading um, about Kaya's story that in Mexico, they're only available in hospitals that the pharmacies don't have them 
Pharmacies don't have them. The urgent care rooms don't have them. We could not find one anywhere, nowhere. Um, you know, we were running into every restaurant. We were asking other patrons um, to. I've ER. given my EpiPens to people in restaurants before. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I I have been in a situation. I was at a um, conference and someone was having a reaction at a at a big table next to me and. There you go. And I just, you know, I, I said that I was, I was willing, uh, I wanted to talk about that as well. Um, you know, I was willing to, you know, uh, deploy that and, and um, mm -hmm. deliver the medication, um, but that I just, that I had one, you know, and if there was, there was a need. And I, I often say that when we're in these group settings that, you know, people are serving nuts. We don't have an EAI in an airplane and a in a tube flying overseas. So there's a lot of things that need to be changed. And we really have our voices together to, to make these changes. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Don't get me started on airplanes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They do have epinephrine on airplanes, but it's a cardiac dose and a cardiac That's correct. deployment device. They have epinephrine. They do not have an epinephrine auto injector, which right. takes training and, um, and is, is daunting actually. And yeah, the dosage is dying. Um, so I wanted to just mention also, um, that there are laws that protect you in, in being a good Samaritan. So if you do have an EAI, if you think that someone, you know, really, if you need to, you know, be the one to deliver this, um, medication on the outside of the thigh and, and give this treatment, um, that you are protected to do that, you know, will you step in and step up? And that's part of the training as well, that, you know, um, this is a life saving and that you can be a lifesaver. And I hope that, you know, people will step in and step up to, to do that. I think one other thing that's important to talk about here is what anaphylaxis can look like, because I think people kind of have that hitch version of, of anaphylaxis in their head, like big swollen eyes and lips and whatnot. And anaphylaxis can look like a lot of different things. The last time I was hospitalized with anaphylaxis, I don't know that I've even talked about this. I had to fight with the ER doctor and say, either you're going to inject me with steroids here, because that's traditional, typically what they do in the hospital, or I'm going to stab myself with my own EpiPen, your choice. Like I did the right thing. I came here. My reaction's getting worse, but it wasn't what he was looking for. Yes, sadly, even um, first responders um, uh, being in a fire truck, for instance, they also sometimes have epinephrine, but not level two ambulances. Yeah, right. So you know, we're already at an emergency situation. This is what's so important about having this stock medication available. Um, Kaya dot, you know, your brain is dead in seven minutes, basically. So, so you know, crazy. it takes longer than seven minutes to get an ambulance at, to some of these places. So again, another reason, epi first, epi fast, step in, step up. Um, we have, uh, you know, lots of other tools and food allergy action plans that are listed on the site and through other sites as well. Um, uh, but I think if, if we can really uh, change a little bit of the, the narrative and the stigma of this pen and this needle, um, it's very small, it's very thin, um, it doesn't hurt, mm -hmm. done it myself, <laughs> to myself. 
Um, and this is life-saving medication. So. You know, something else I want to mention is the use of Benadryl. So the rule is epi first, epi fast. I hear so many times people take Benadryl. I am not the anti-Benadryl police. I love Benadryl. It's great stuff, but it can mask the symptoms of anaphylaxis and it makes it more difficult to figure out what's happening. So exactly. don't yeah. do that. Well, that you, you mentioned, not a doctor. Don't do I that. went off on a tangent with signs and symptoms, but it can be as as subtle as a sort of um, withdrawing mm -hmm. and feeling gloom and doom, like mm -hmm. not um, not even be able being able to express you know themselves. Um, we go through some of those things as well, and that that's your experience. And there you know, it might not be as dramatic as your swollen lips or swollen tongue, um, uh, a, a rash all over your body. Um, the the main thing is, you know, obviously when this moves to airway, like give the medicine. And again, I, I've heard it from um, almost every doctor. Uh, every doctor, uh, every doctor on our medical advisory council as well. Um, this medication won't kill you. Um, and uh, if you need it, do it. We're talking about an emergency situation. I'm not saying go out there, you know, deploy this pen <laughs> and, you know, get the jitters or something like that. <laughs> this is like, this is emergency medication. And if you think you need it, you probably do and give it. Um, so yeah, that's my experience. And all I know from my experience, I let them stick her with everything, everything. And you would too, if your daughter was 100%. <laughs> yeah, I, I could not agree with you more if I tried. Um, and I'm sorry that, you know, you've had to go through what you have. Um, you know, I wish good Lord, Jan, I wish Kaya was still here. Yeah. Thank you for I, turning your and her tragedy into something that is so beautiful and good for everyone else. Thank you for your, um, really your compassion and sensitivity. Oh my gosh. We can't, we can't get together <laughs> that often. And I know, right? I do this live. <laughs> crying, but in puddles, but you know, um, even even through the tears, um, this is why I'm doing this work. Um, if I can save one other person, which I'm happy to say, I think we have through this um, through KyraineFoundation.org, um, and you know, be on the lookout for um, you know, Certistar and mm -hmm. menu innovations and food allergy certified stickers that we can all work together. Um, to... We've uh, we've now had over a hundred thousand allergen searches run through Certistar, so I'd like to think that at least some of those have prevented, you know, anaphylactic reactions and other reactions. And um, I mean, I, you never know, right? You can't you can't count the things that didn't happen, but I'd like to think that we're all on the right path of, of preventing any further tragedy. We're trying yes. to. You have made a huge difference and you made a huge so, difference. To me, so thank, <laughs> thank you. you. So tell everybody how they can find you and the Kyrene foundation online. 
um, you can just go to kayarainfoundation.org. Of course, it's not spelled in a simple way, uh, <laughs> but it's uh, K-Y-A-H-R-A-Y-N-E, kayarainfoundation.org. And there's ever, oh, I forgot the a really important uh, feature is that all of our programs are free. They will always be free. So um, I probably should have said that at the beginning, free online training. And on the website, you can just go to trainings and all of the um, scenarios and different pieces within the trainings are all separate little trainings. So you could do the whole course. Um, you could just go on and find out about um, certain pieces and certain scenarios. Um, and we're encouraging, of course, schools and restaurants um, to really benefit from this free programming and availability to get an EAI fulfilled. And we we um, help with toolkits to help those public entities see this through to actually having the medication on site. So we do and help with all of those things. And um, I do this in, in her name and I always will. I will do it forever. Thank you. Now, I'm very excited to hear your two truths and a lie. I hear oh. <laughs> you had some other folks involved in creating your your two truths and a lie for us today. And I cannot wait uh, to hear them. So don't tell us what the answer is. And in no particular order, just three facts about you. Um, one just happens not to be so true. Okay. Yes, I have a very, uh, a, a, very verbal family. So when <laughs> I, I put this question out there, um, it, it was quite fun, the responses. What I'm going to offer you today is two truths and a lie about me. And that is, um, one, I have danced with Madonna. Two, I was a blackjack dealer in Dubai. And three, I have three tattoos. I so. like it. I don't know which one is false, but I'm kind of hoping it's the tattoos just so that the other two are true. <laughs> um, anyway, thank you so much, Lisa. You are amazing. I really, I, I can't express how much I appreciate the work that you do. Um, let us keep Kaya Rain's name out there and saving lives and transforming the uh, school and food service world so that food allergic people are safer Thank you for being here. Thank you for what you're doing. Everybody who's listening, as always, thank you so much for, for sticking around, for listening to the podcast. This has been the Shandyland Podcast, and we'll talk to you soon.